Welcome back to the Not So Daily Daily Show. Got a few articles for you today, kind of just a compile over what I've been able to gather since the last show. As always, we are perfectly on time with our daily uploads. With that said, let's just jump straight in. So starting off, we got Rivian towing. You know, how far can a Rivian R1T pull a trailer? This was interesting to me seeing other electric cars. We know that the range is going to take a massive hit. And let's let's just see what you know how big of a hit is it really. So with a Rivian, it's it's actually less than half. It's about 35, 40-ish percent. So a Rivian uh, launch edition model with the Adventure Pack gets around about 280 miles of range with all-terrain tires. And with towing mode engaged, it quickly dropped to an estimated 135. And then when they got it on the highway, they hit 154. And I think the final estimate was about 168 is what they would have gotten. They used about 91% of the battery to do 153 miles, about 2 hours and 45 minutes, average speed of 55.6 miles per hour. So the other thing they mentioned is immediately upon trailer hookup, it basically just went right up to... Do you want to be in tow mode, which they recommend because it's easier on the car because it's stiff in suspension, blah, 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 blah. Does it, you know, changes a lot of things for the car. That said, it didn't go into power saving mode at any point, full power the entire time. And yeah, so the Rivian towing, I mean, we don't have that many electric trucks to completely compare to yet. Uh, I haven't seen any on the electric F-150 and its ability to tow. I'm not even sure what that car is rated for. I know the Rivian's uh, rated for about 11,000 pounds. The Cybertruck will be my favorite one to see the comparison with, to see towing capacity on that when that finally, you know, makes it uh, makes it out here. And until then, if that car ever comes out, we'll never we'll never really know. So next up, our favorite company, Tesla. Not really necessarily a favorite company, but a cool company for sure. They had to uh, roll back a self-driving beta feature that was called uh, Rolling Stop. And this was basically what most people do at an intersection, but AI doing it. So when you enabled this, it had to be enabled. It wasn't just like a, you know, there you go. And you can, it just does it. But... Basically, instead of stopping completely at an always stop, it would roll through the intersection if there was nothing else coming. So it had to meet a bunch of criteria to be able to do this. Uh, it had to be enabled in the settings. It must be approaching an always stop intersection. So not just a three-way or whatever. It had to be an always stop. The vehicle must be below 5.6 miles per hour. No cars detected near the intersection. No pedestrians or bicycles near the intersection. And... Uh, sufficient visibility, whatever that means to Tesla, (laughs) that there's no other vehicles coming to the intersection, and then all roads entering the intersection had to be 30 miles per hour or less. The NHTSA basically said you can't be doing this, which is kind of interesting. It's just a software recall, and the most interesting thing to me is that people do this anyways, if the software has to meet seven things of criteria, I'm sure there's more. And like it says, the article says here that, so if all those conditions were met, then at an always stop intersection at a speed of 0.1 miles per hour to 5.6, which 
without first coming to a stop. So it wouldn't even go through it at more than basically six miles an hour. Anyways, plenty of time for someone who's paying attention to do it, you know, call it or something like that. But nonetheless, uh, probably not the most safe thing, but also like, I don't know, is it that is it that big of a deal if it's really that safe to just let the car, let the car do that? But anyway, they're doing it. This might be my favorite article for today, by far. The company Polestar, car manufacturing company, electric car manufacturing company, has a really interesting um, drone design. Yep, they have a basically a drone design. It's a super weird drone design that basically can carry a shipping container. I mean, it doesn't look like a shipping container, but essentially it is the shape and size of a shipping container. And their goal with this is to use it for, like, rescues and stuff like that. So these shipping containers aren't, like, a solid shipping container. It's more of a uh, about four-piece modular system, so you can try and build, do different things with it. Some of the things they show here is on one end you have it being, like, flown into basically a super cold situation and being able to work in the middle of, like, Antarctica out of this thing and just fly your cargo around. And then they also have it just showing a family on the beach. So if you wanted to fly your house to the beach for the day or whatever. The coolest example they have is as an air ambulance or um, some sort of recovery vehicle where search and rescue could use it get to like some mountains where you wouldn't be able to get a vehicle normally and this little drone thing can just hover there with this allow you to load in passengers and then it'll fly out of there it eliminates the need for a pilot and this could be really cool if it makes it there someday i believe it is also battery powered as most of things are now i don't know if you guys ever saw the drone that basically came out of a flower pot and flew around your house. It kind of looks the same, but the it basically has two wings with two propellers on each side that just fold up. So it can fold up into a vertical position when landed, or it can be folded out to fly away. It looks super dope and futuristic. It honestly looks like something Microsoft would design, to be completely honest. It's called the Polestar Duo. So Microsoft Duo, Polestar Duo looks the same, but with propellers and as a drone. But the concepts for this, at least, could be, this thing could be sweet. It'd take a lot to get it to work, and I don't know how far they really think it would travel on battery power. Maybe it, you know, maybe it's more efficient than you think. No specs like that. It's all basically just drone, drones, drawn up concept, basically, would be the best way to describe what they have here. No real models, no nothing, but it looks like they've done some ideation sketches, and clearly they, they, this could be awesome if it makes it to the field someday, for sure. And until then, we'll never know. They also kind of show it that the um, drone can kind of attach and reattach itself to these containers, allowing it to f move anywhere, do anything, and... You know, if you wanted to do, like, a weekend in the woods, something that could be really cool is you, say you go up to a company, you rent one of these drones for the weekend, they have designated spots these drones go to, and you can spend the weekend. So you get to load all your stuff up where your car is parked, car stays in the lot, 
So you don't have to go very far. You have to carry your stuff somewhere. Then you get in the container, flies you out to one of the designated spots that you rented. And that's your camping spot for the weekend with the with the thing. If you want to fly back, can. Could be a really cool concept, especially if, depending on how much weight this thing can really pull, you know, if battery could last a decent amount of time, that could be sweet. That would probably be really expensive to start, but it's just one of the things it could be used for outside of just emergency situations. It could be, it, it looks awesome, but this is probably another one of those concepts that looks awesome and we'll probably never actually see. Which is just, it's just too bad, man. Just way too bad. Next up, we got man who duped Apple into replacing fake iPhones as authentic devices. Uh, roughly worth a million dollars. Just got sentenced to jail. Kind of impressive that he was able to get this much. So apparently he had to pay 987000 in restitution. I have no idea how Apple didn't catch this. There's not a ton of information here, but, like, how long can you get away with something like that? That's a million dollars worth of iPhones? That's a lot of, that's a lot of freaking iPhones. I, that's a lot of iPhones. I, I don't know, I don't know if you can count, but that's, uh, what does even, what, is, how many iPhones even do that be? I mean, that's gotta be, should we just do the math here? We're gonna just be. We're gonna be nice too. So we're gonna go calculator. We're gonna take one million, and we're gonna divide that by a thousand, basically. So it's it's basically a thousand iPhones is what he did. He he managed to sneak a thousand iPhones. Like what? Hello, Apple. You okay there, buddy? On the Apple subject, let's move on to the next one. So. Silent air takes with speaker moved is popping up on Etsy slash eBay. This is interesting for a few reasons. Is it's actually the hardware removed, and this is something that kind of makes Apple's thing stand out a little bit from the competition. So the alarm is supposed to let people know if they have your air tag if they're not supposed to. This kind of removes that making it easier to track people if you wanted to with an AirTag. Not that, I don't think a ton of people do that, but, you know, gotta be, gotta be concerned. And also, like, if you lose your AirTag, it could be helpful to find your AirTag to have the sound, but they're selling it for 77 bucks a piece to get this removed. And so that's, 77.50 is basically what it's going up for. And it, looks the same as a $29 AirTag. I mean, it's just, it's interesting that people want the sound removed like that. I don't know if Apple would ever go out of their way to do anything like that or not, but it could be, ah, there's, there's a lot of downsides to having the speaker disabled, but I could also see how some people might not want a speaker because if somebody takes your bag and it starts beeping because it knows it's with someone else and then they choose to throw the tracker out, then you have no way of tracking the person. So, I don't know. It's kind of a conflicting thing because it's meant to keep people from taking your things because they'll start beeping. But also, like, if I know it's beeping, why don't I just throw it out? It's it's just, uh, you know, it goes, goes a little both ways. And uh, next up, um, Koenigsegg, I think that's how you say that. 
they have a very, very tiny electric motor weighing about 63 pounds that's producing about 335 horsepower and 443 pound foot torque. So this thing is massively tiny. They have pictures of it next to a basically a pop can and it's not very big. It's absolutely tiny and that's quite a bit of power for that. So they also have a version of it which is two of these motors put together and a small power inverter and this unit called the Terrier uh, serves up to 670 horsepower and 811 pound foot in a package that weighs about 187 pounds so you gain a little bit more but whew, if these supercar companies really double down on these electric motors these things are going to get small and powerful fast I mean to be clear I'm not sure exactly what, you know, someone like Tesla's or Rivian's motors weigh or what their size are. I'm pretty sure they're bigger. But if stuff keeps getting smaller like this and electric cars can keep the power at a way smaller thing, I mean, we're looking at a revolution like phones happening in the next few years. Like that, that's a real possibility, especially if battery tech keeps making leaps like it is at the moment. I mean, we're going to be there quickly. Next up, we have Aston Martin launches the DBX 707, the most powerful luxury SUV in the world. Uh, kind of interesting. Car has a 4.0 liter twin turbocharged engine that produces 707 brake horsepower, equivalent to 697 brake horsepower, and goes 0 to 62 in 3.3 seconds. Quite a fast gas powered vehicle. And it's great to see Aston Martin still k -k 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 kicking it. And this thing looks dope. I mean, the car itself, SUV, but it's a, it's a good-looking SUV. I can't wait to see the price of this when it eventually comes out. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of excited to see Aston Martin kind of go into the electric car world as well. I, I think that'll be... They'll have some cool stuff. They'll have some real cool stuff. Um, this is very interesting. So what this is here is my iPhone knows my inside leg measurement. This is very interesting. This is basically an app um, that using Face ID's ability to sense distance and all those small measurements can produce a image of your body uh, with extremely accurate uh, measurements. Super creepy, uh, also really cool. The idea here is for tailoring, this will be great for getting suits made, clothes, blah, 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 help you find out what clothes would fit you best, fit your body the best. This is supposed to be the app to help you do that, but at the same time, um, well, very interesting. Very <laughs> small uses, but could have very weird uh, uses. Um, those three inches aren't going to really be three inches. They're going to really be three inches now, are they? I mean, you're really not going to know. Um, so the the very sad thing is that it gets sent over to um, this company's servers to be analyzed after. They have AI that identifies the quote-unquote um, 
and this is what they wrote and said, landmarks. So they get to extract about 250 measurements automatically from this. And it's a huge amount, huge amount of data. And the, the margin of error in the iPhone system is about 1.3 inches at most. So, you know, not as accurate, to be completely honest, as you would think. But for a full body measurement, the distance you're going to have to be, actually pretty impressive that they fit that into that tiny little notch on the top of an iPhone. So, quite, uh, quite wild. Now... This is uh, very interesting. This is something that I'm actually fun, fond of learning about. And this is uh, Tesla's basically cost of building a Tesla. So basically the average is about 36000 per vehicle. Um, so that's the least expensive Model 3 kind of starts at around 45000 Model Y is about sixty. Um it quickly becomes the 36,000 is actually putting Tesla as one of the most profitable car companies in the world, which is kind of crazy because you don't think of Tesla as making, you know, the way Elon makes it sound at least. It doesn't sound like they're raking in that much cash with their car. Like per car, it's not that great. But for Tesla, apparently, those margins are a lot better than most companies, which, to be clear... It for Tesla right now is actually huge because their biggest selling point, in my opinion, is not just their vehicles and that they're, for the most part, they're leading in most of that for range, power, you name it. They're leading most of that. But it's the superchargers and the amount they build worldwide. I think I saw that they upped it by like 40% or something year over year or 36, something like that. That might be wrong. You might want to look that up, but nonetheless, even if it's from honestly, in my opinion, 12%, if they manage a 10% improvement year over year on that, like, that's insane. And that's, that's where Tesla leads. And I think right now they're self-driving. I think they're going to hit that before anyone else by quite a long shot. So that cost per vehicle, while they're making a lot on that, I still think at the end of the day, if most of that's going back into building better infrastructure, building better, you know, supercharging network, better factories to bring that pr price down lower later, I think for now, they're not going to be able to live with that much forever. And so do it while you can, man. I mean, yeah, they're a big company. Yeah, do they really need to be doing that? But you know, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. And when you're starting at the ground and you, you did get this giant leap on the EV market, rake in the cash while you can, so you can be better for longer. And I mean, eventually at some point, yeah, Tesla will probably end up like most car companies, but for now, let's see them keep doing this, man. This is cool. And with that said, that's all I had. That's all I came up with. I don't even think that much happened to this past week that I missed out on while I was busy, but nonetheless, I'm trying to get back at recording these daily, like I said, trying, very trying, would not put it more than trying, but with that said, I'm calling this one, thanks for listening, stay tuned for the next one whenever that happens, probably can get back to doing daily-ish, and I'm out of here, thanks for listening, bye.